You are looking live at the fifth year podcast with Parker Biggs, Zach Ruley, and Clint Maxey. Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe it? These guys are the best with this podcast. Don't even think of making a wager on this upcoming season without checking in with Parker, Zach, and Clint. Take it away, guys. Welcome back to the fifth year podcast. As always, we've got Clint Maxey and Parker Biggs here. Zach could not make it this week, um, but we are pleased to be joined by our friend and Broncos beat writer uh, for the Denver Gazette, George Stoya. George, thanks for uh, thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, super pumped to uh, talk about some college football. I feel like it's it's really been a wild year, especially for, I mean, I know you guys are, are Big 12 guys, soon to be SEC guys, but uh, the Big 12 has been wild this year. No doubt. You were in you were in Norman this weekend, weren't you? Yeah, I Last was weekend. at the um, the Baylor game, so I got to see sort of the uh, the the mess up front um, and what's going on with Oklahoma. But uh, it was good to be back and and finally you know see a game. Also, I'm glad I didn't have to watch the ESPN Plus broadcast because I heard that was a nightmare. Yeah, I was I I went back and watched the ESPN Plus broadcast. I was actually flying from Hawaii back into the U or back into the mainland and you know on south it was on southwest so i could watch you know i was able to watch the main the main channels but uh, i was saved from having to watch that live i went back and watched it and man um it it's 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 on top of the the performance itself that espn plus broadcast is not not great um but uh yeah how were the vibes in norman like was it was the whole? I mean, I'm assuming the end of the game was kind of eerie, but uh, I mean, was it a good atmosphere at all? Like, you know. Yeah, you know, it was. It was. Uh, here's the thing with Oklahoma fans, and obviously, like I've, uh, you know, I've covered the Broncos, but I, I've definitely been, you know, plugged into what's going on, and um, you know, I, I've obviously my parents are season ticket holders, and so I hear from them all the time about the games, and I, I've watched all the games. I think people are a little bit numb to it now. I don't know if you guys would agree with that, but like just sitting there in the stands, it was like as Baylor kept going down the field in the second half, just running the ball. I was just like, it felt everybody's like, yep, this checks out. This makes sense. Uh, so like even like, cause I've been to games where OU is like, you know, top 10, top five in the country. And they just like blow a crazy game. Like they somehow lose a shocking game. Maybe Kansas state earlier, earlier this year is an example of that before we knew that this team was not good. Uh, But like, it felt like people there were just like, yep, that's about it. So like people weren't as into it. Like there were moments like when they got a couple stops and the offense was getting the ball back. I think people were, were plugged in, but by the end of the game, like as Baylor gets the ball back with, you know, whatever it was, three minutes, four minutes left. I think everybody was like, yeah, they're just going to run it five times and the game's going to be over. Uh, And so I think everybody's just kind of accepted their fate. I think people have reached a point of like, and maybe I I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think a lot of people are past the anger phase. I think the anger phase was the Texas loss. Uh, I think people have now entered like a just disappointing, get me through the season type phase. And I, I just think, I don't know, man. Like I still think, like I still walked away like, watching the game thinking well they they're still getting i still think they're getting better in some areas like like they, they got some defensive stops uh the offense i don't think is really an issue yeah dylan gabriel is no baker mayfield or kyler murray or even jalen hurts but like he's still pretty good um and i don't think he's the reason they're losing games i guess he threw three interceptions but like i still like was like oh he played well so like i still walked away thinking like 
they should win their last three games. Like, I don't think West Virginia is any good. Uh, Texas Tech, I don't think is very good. I, I know it's hard to play in Lubbock. And OSU, if Spencer Sanders is out, like, they should win that game. So, uh, I don't know. I I, I know we, you want to dive into more about Oklahoma's issues, but that was kind of my feeling in Norman was just, like, people have kind of accepted defeat on the season so far. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't think I – mean, they've shown signs of improvement. And if you take away the – I mean, it's hard to win a game when you, you know, lose the turnover battle by, by two turnovers. Um, so – um, yeah, like you said, the, the defense seems to, you know, if they can get a stop early in a drive, they can force three and outs every now and then. But if a team gets going on the ground at all, I mean, they're just, I mean, it's, it's, a, you know, you can see that, see that, see that drive start forming and there's no confidence in the field and the stands that, that, that defense can, can make a stop. Um, and I think it's, you know, there, there's disappointment in the fact that it's a Brent Venables coach defense, but at the end of the day, you know, it's still, Alex Grinch and Lincoln Riley's guys out there. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's disappointing, but, um, you know, they're an improving, they're an improving football team. There's not a very good football team at the end of the day, I don't think. Well, and, and like, I also told somebody, I think Baylor's really good. Like, I, I guess not really good, but like, they're always a tough team to beat because they're so fundamentally sound and they're big. I mean, those guys were, were really big up front. And, and like you said, like, and that's the thing that I think OU fans are struggling with. They're like, do we blame the coaching staff or do we blame the players? And I think it's safe to say that like, it's a little bit of both, right? Uh, I, I lean towards more. It's, it's, they got to get better players. And I, I hate when people are like, well, they've got four and five stars and Billy Bowman, this and Jalen Redmond was, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, but like those guys weren't developed. Like talent is nothing without development. And you look at what USC is doing right now. They are living and dying by Caleb Williams, just as Oklahoma did last year. So in the years before under Lincoln Riley, like they're, they're not improving defensively week to week. In fact, they're getting worse. And so that again, reaffirms me that like, yeah, they were recruiting better talent under Grinch. Like I will give him that they got some players that they weren't getting previously, but who's to say that they were actually getting developed as players. So that's what you like. If you're an OU fan and you want to be optimistic, it's like, okay, you've got to give Brent Venables time to develop these guys and also get some players that fit more of what he wants to do. I know everybody's talking about odd man front, you know, even man front, whatever. At the end of the day, a lot of guys just aren't making plays uh, that need to be making plays. And so uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that there's been small improvement here and there. Like, at least it's not like TCU where they're like giving up, you know, 80 yard touchdown, you know, like, like every other play. Right. Uh, you know, they, they are getting some stops here and there. Um, you know, I, I thought that I think that secondary is actually playing pretty decently. Like yeah. they're not giving up a ton of stuff over the top, the linebackers, like they'll have a, like Danny Stetsman and David Aguaybu will have plays here and there where they're like, you know, they're making a play where you're like, Oh, that's a good play by a linebacker. And then they're, then the, like the next play, they just are totally, non-existent so um you know look i think they're making small improvements i have no worries about the offense i think they look actually really good in fact i told somebody i would still take dylan gabriel over every single quarterback in the big 12 right now um like i don't you can't convince me that like max duggan is better than him i just think he has a lot better team um so i don't know i and i get it OU fans are frustrated because you see other first year coaches like sunny dykes having a really successful year but you also have got to look at, I mean, how many guys returned, how much turnover there was. Um, you know, I also think Parker, like in, in, and you guys know this too, like it's, it's not just a, 
like Alex Grinch issue, right? From, you know, the three years that he was in Norman, like this goes back over a decade of like, like they're just not having a good defense. And so right. it's a culture thing that has to be totally changed. And that takes a long time. So, um, you know, maybe they'll figure it out next year. I'm not sure. I, I really don't want to like predict next year. Cause I think I came on your guys's podcast before this season was like, yeah, Oklahoma's a sleeper. Like they could be really <laughs> good. Um, and I look like an idiot. So, uh, but I, I, I just am going to be one that's patient. They do need to go win these last three games though, or at least probably two of these last three and, you know, keep this recruiting class together. Right. Uh, like you said, I think the d- defensive side of the ball is like, like they do have some talented players, but like you said, when you play bad defense for a decade, it's kind of hard to get over that mentality. And on top of it, they've had generational quarterbacks the last six, seven years that bailed them out. You know, they didn't have to go out and get a stop every drive. So, you know, I think it's a little different when, you know, the team at the offense is really good still, but you don't have Baker Mayfield. You don't have Kyler Murray back there that can just go get you a touchdown just like that. You know, when they're trotting out of the field, you're scoring. And that's not necessarily the case this year. So um, I'm with you there. And yeah, like you said, they've got to, they've got to win out at least, or may, at least win two of the last three, retain the, the rest of the recruiting class because, you know, they, they lost Fasic to Texas, which wasn't a surprise but you got to keep those talented defensive players because it's still a really solid uh, recruiting class, at least on paper that, that Venables has coming in. So, I mean, the momentum is lost, but I mean, like we're like we saw with Notre Dame with that one over Clemson, you can pretty quickly, you know, get things back on trap track and not, you know, have everything be so dreary because Notre Dame lost to what Marshall, they lost to Stanford, both out their home turf and suddenly they beat Clemson. They're back in the top 25. And, and that's suddenly a good win on paper for, you know, USC down the road is what they're saying. So um, it's, uh, you know, you can, they can salvage, you know, I think a, a reasonable first season and hopefully a, a decent recruiting class. Um, and Baylor's a, a team that could very well end up in the, in the Big 12 championship game. And they outgained them. They probably should have won the game. Um, I mean, at this point, you're not playing for a spot in the Big 12 championship. So you got to find, find some positives. And that was not a, that was a, like you said, a, a solid football team that, that uh, Baylor fielded. Um, uh, but I think OSU fans might be feeling worse than OU fans right now, right? They stink. Yeah. Um, they're no, they're no, which I do want to say, obviously it hurts that they lost Spencer Sanders. Um, I mean, OU fans went through that in Dallas with, you know, OU Texas. Uh, but I've been saying from the start that I thought OSU were, were frauds, not in the sense that like they weren't good, but I think there was this. Can, like misconception that they could be a playoff team and like I just was like well they haven't played anybody and as soon as they play TCU they lose uh you know they play Texas at home in a game that Texas should have won uh and then they just get absolutely routed by a Kansas State team that like I think is just really solid like they're just really good and they beat Baylor on the road so I'll give them credit for that that was a good win but other than that, like point to me where they like, they were like super impressive. I even saw like a stat that was, I think I want to say like all but maybe one of their games they've been outgained like yardage wise. And obviously that doesn't always tell the the full story. Like you said, Oklahoma outgained Baylor this week, but like that tells me like they're just not like they're kind of skating by uh, all these weeks. And so like like it definitely hurts Spencer Sanders is out, but like th- their issue is w- what made them so good last year was they could run the ball and I don't right. feel like they're able to run the ball this year. Like they don't have Warren, you know, who was just so fantastic at like 
making plays happen. And Spencer Sanders was really good last year too, especially at the end of the season. But like Jalen Warren, like, like was the backbone of that offense last year. They don't have that guy this year. And then defensively, like that was the backbone of the entire team. Right. And they lose all these guys that were just studs for them for a long time. They've also had some injuries up front, but like, I just think that they're starting to like, I don't know what Spencer Sanders, uh, you know, is going through his head, but if I'm him, like, I'm thinking like I need to be healthy and get ready for the draft. Uh, so I don't know how much more he's going to play this year. I'm also not like plugged in there. So I don't know if like there's rumors out there that he's going to miss the rest of the season. But like if he misses the rest of the season, I'm not sure they're going to win another game. Like I don't know who they're beating. Uh, I, I, have they played West Virginia yet? I guess they they, they could beat them. Or do they I, play them this weekend? They play. No, they play Iowa. They're a home dog to Iowa State this weekend. Oh, wow. Um, I, I think they might beat Iowa State. I, well, I don't know. So yeah, so they they finish. I mean, they've got a they play Iowa State at home, and then at OU for Bedlam, then West Virginia at home. So, I mean, they could win. Well, they could two win of the two of those. Three. Yeah, yeah, they could win two of the last three. What are are they're six, they're six and three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think they're kind of sitting in the same position as OU, where it's like I'm sure the fan base is like, okay, uh, season's over, but like I'm sure I'm sure every every OU and OSU fan are sitting there saying. Okay, last three games, like, just win Bedlam. I bet that's what both fan bases are thinking. Like, honestly, like, if I'm an OU fan and they go lose to West Virginia, that would be extremely disappointing. But, like, if they, like, you know, be if they win Bedlam, I think a lot of people would be like, all right, whatever, screw it. You know, they they redeemed themselves from last year's, uh, you know, debacle of a game. Um, you know, so I, I, I don't know. OSU's in a weird spot because, I, you know, I thought they were going to win the Big 12 a few weeks ago. Uh, I was like, well, well, maybe my fraud take is a bad one, especially after they beat Texas. I was like, well, that's that's a really good win, uh, and now things are are starting to really crumble there in Stillwater. So um, it's interesting. I also think there's just like there's a lot that could happen in the Big Twelve these last few weeks. Um, yeah, that, that's really interesting. Yeah, so you're so TCU, TCU, you know, obviously the team to beat. I think if they can win one more game, they probably lock up a spot in the Big Twelve title game sitting at six and zero, and you have Baylor, Texas and K-State all at four and two. And I was looking at um, each of their schedules. And so there's a lot. So K-State, I think probably has the, the easiest route um, to the big 12 championship. So they go at Baylor this weekend, which is obviously a test, but then they go at West Virginia and then Kansas is at home, Kansas at home. So they will be favored in two of those three games. Uh, everyone else really plays each other. So TCU goes at Texas, at Baylor, Iowa State. So I think, you know, TCU, I don't know about you, but I have a I really have a hard time believing they're gonna go undefeated. I think it's more likely they finish like 10 and 2 than actually go win out. I think they're a good football team. They have weapons on the outside. Duggan's played really well. Sonny Dykes is a good coach, but they have also gotten pretty fortunate. I mean, with the what is it, six six or seven quarterbacks. I think this weekend against uh Texas Tech was the seventh quarterback, uh starting quarterback they've taken out during the game. Um so eventually, you know, that's, you know, I don't think that will continue. So, and then Texas goes TCU at Kansas, uh, Baylor at home, uh, Baylor goes K-State, TCU at Texas. So they're all playing each other. Um, so say TCU, you know, gets one more win, locks up a spot in the Big 12 title. Who do you, if you just had to make a guess today, who do you think they're playing in Arlington? Well, I think Texas is going to win the league. That's yeah. my hot take. I think that... um I think they're playing 
not great football, but good enough football to win these games. And I also think they're the most talented team in the conference right now. Like just the amount of weapons that they have, um, it's pretty ridiculous. Like I, I just think that, and I also like am not that high on Quinn Ewers. I think he's actually kind of overrated right now. Like they're winning games, but like, it's not because he's just like playing phenomenal. It's because they have the best running back in the country and they have, you know, a few wide receivers that anybody in the country would like to have, um, you know, and I think they're playing a good enough on defense. So I think they're going to win this week against TCU. And then I think they'll beat them again in the big 12 championship. Uh, I think TCU is going to finish the regular season, like 11 and one, probably maybe 10 and two sneak into the big 12 championship. I don't think the big 12 is getting a team in. Like I know no. TCU was the fourth in the college football playoff. I think they're going to end up dropping at least one more game, if not two. Uh, and I just I've always stood by like if it's not Oklahoma or Texas with one loss, then a Big 12 team's not getting in um, like just because the committee doesn't respect the conference. And again, like people are like, oh, well, you're an OU guy. You're just saying that it's like it's that's just how the committee works. I mean, look at USC, you know, being as ranked as high as they are and UCLA not being ranked higher and they have better wins like that's it's all about the logo a, a lot of the time. So um that's my prediction. I think Texas is going to end up winning it, which OU fans don't want to hear, I'm sure. But I just think they're too talented. They're playing, you know, pretty good football right now. Like them going into Manhattan and being a Kansas State team that's playing great football was a really impressive win. Uh, and I know that they almost blew it, but like going in there and holding on to that game, uh, you know, was a really impressive win to me. So uh, I think Texas ends up winning the league. So I got a question for you. So kind of looking back at OU and I guess, Texas as well. So Texas seems to have a little bit of momentum for the first time in years. OU, year one of Venables, but not the start they were hoping for. Are you, I mean, I think we all consider, all, all OU football supporters would probably consider this year, you know, a failure, even if they went, go, went out. Eight and four is not really what OU fans ever hope for. But are you concerned at all about the, the future? I mean, the OU's future as they transition into the SEC you know, with the the competition that they'll face in the SEC, and then also with Texas picking it up, and you have to assume they're they're recruiting. It's I mean, it's always good, but if they win it all, um, it could really really pick up steam. I mean, I think there's always a little bit of concern, but and and maybe this is just me growing up in Oklahoma. Is like Oklahoma's always going to be Oklahoma, other than the one time they weren't in the '90s, right? Um, and so I think that they'll figure it out. I I will say that like. When they lost to uh, Texas 49 to zero, I definitely had the like reaction of like, this could be really bad. They could have really screwed up this hire. Uh, and then you remind yourself, well, they didn't play a competent quarterback. Um, you know, they've got a bunch of different guys. You know, I, I think the other thing you have to look at too is like Texas last year was five and seven and they were horrible at the end of the season, you know, blowing all those games. Uh, they lose like, I think it was like six straight to end of the year. So like it could be a lot worse if you're Oklahoma. I think the biggest thing that will tell me like it's still heading in the right direction is if they hold on to these recruits and finish with a top 10 recruiting class. Cause to be able to do that in your first year and really not perform very well on the, on the football field tells me that guys are still buying into what Venables is doing and people still believe that he's the defensive genius that, Oh, you thought they hired. So, uh, and I also think like, they're also still recruiting like really highly at the quarterback position, which is obviously super important in, in college football is to have a good quarterback. Like we've obviously Oklahoma fans have seen what that can do. So like you bring in a guy like Jackson Arnold 
who can come in and, and I, I don't think he'll start next year. Like I think Dylan Gabriel will come back, which I think is the right move. He should come back. He should be the starter for one more year and then transition to Arnold. But like you bring in him, uh, I think things can change pretty quickly. So I, I think there's always a little bit of concern, especially when you lose four games, like that just doesn't happen at a place like Oklahoma, uh, at least recently. But I think that Brent seems to be saying the right things. Um, you know, I, I think that the recruiting is there. Uh, I think that the coaching staff that he hired is is really well respected. It's not like he went out and hired a bunch of like nobodies. I know a lot of people are mad at Ted Roof. Uh, and I have a theory on that. Like, and again, OU fans are going to disagree with me on this because there's a lot of people that want Ted Roof fired. It's Britt Venables' defense. Exactly. Like these people that are like, like, well, fire Ted Roof. It's like Ted Roof is just like a guinea pig. Like he's not like scheming up the defense week to week. Right. Like if you think that you're a crazy person, he might be making some of the calls like right during the games. But like even then, I, I haven't had a problem with like what they're calling defensively. Like I, I don't understand everybody's hate for Ted Roof. I think they just like look at his track record. They're like, well, it's this, it's got to be this guy's fault because he's never been any good. You know, it's like we like it's Britt Venable's defense. Like let's not kid ourselves. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. I still believe in it. I, I think that it's heading in the right direction. Now, ask me again in three weeks if they lose these next three games, and I'll probably be like, yeah, this could be really bad. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're going to win the next three games, and we're going to be like, okay, eight and four. I don't know who they would play in a bowl game, but you know, maybe you win your bowl game and you feel a little bit better heading into the offseason. Yeah, so that, say that happens, say they go win nine games. Like if you would have said that before the season, I don't think anyone would have been thrilled about it, but no one's freaking out, you know, year right. one. Um, and I'm with you on the, the roof deal. Uh, like if OU, because people are saying, oh, you should go get some up and comer elite recruiter, defensive coordinator. Why would an up and coming coach want to come run someone else's defense? They want to impl implement their own deal. And Brent doesn't want that. We went, and I don't think OU fans want that. OU wanted Brent Venables for Brent Venables defense. So, um, you know, that having a guy like Ted roof um, kind of comes with that. And um, yeah, it's, He's calling the plays, but it's it's Venable's defense. Um, yeah, George, no we we've talked about this on the podcast, and I'm curious how plugged in you are at OU. How many years? Like, if eight and four seasons continue, it just looks year after year same thing. How many years do you think they give Venables? That's a tough question because uh, knowing Joe C, like he's definitely not going to like. Um, cut this off quickly, right? Like he, like there was people after the Texas game, again, crazy people that were like, they need to fire Venables. Like Josie would never do that after one season, unless it's like, unless they went like 0 and 12. And even right. then I would be like, I don't know if he'll do it. You know? Um, now if they go eight and four again next year, I think he's on the hot seat in his third season because Parker and Parker alluded to it earlier, them going to the SEC in 2025, you've got to have this thing going in the right direction by then. Like you, you cannot go into that conference and be going eight and four in the big 12. Like you've got to like, if the, the right progression that you want to see is eight and four this year, seven and five, even six and six, I don't really care what this year's record is next year. You've got to be nine and three, 10 and two at the minimum. I would say like, that's like, I, I, I envision next year being 10 and two, playing for a big 12 championship and you either win it or you lose it and you go to the sugar bowl. Right. That's, that's progress to me. If they can get to 10 and two, they can win double digits next year. Um, then you're, you're moving in the right direction. Then the last year in the big 12, I think that put them in the last year of the big 12, right? 2024, 25. Yeah. Yeah. That 
then you're saying, okay, this is the team. Jackson Arnold's the starter. You've got, you know, Brent's guys have now been there a year or two. Uh, you know, even the the freshmen from this year are growing into bigger roles. You're competing for a Big 12 championship and a spot in the college football playoff. That to me is is year, by year three, you're getting back to what Oklahoma has been. So if they go eight and four this year and they turn around, they go eight and four next year. I think that third season is going to be it's going to be crucial that he has to get to probably, I don't know, 10 wins, probably uh, that third year. So. I would say three, he's got three years to figure it out, which I think is plenty of time. Uh, yeah, and I do that's think kind of what we've said. Yeah. I also feel like it kind of sets up in a way for him to show that he can do it. You know, with Jackson Arnold coming in, if Gabriel comes back, give Jackson a year to grow. And I mean, yeah, if it's not right by third year, another year of recruits. I think that's definitely fair. Especially in this era of the transfer portal, right. you can turn around a roster quicker than you. You could have before. Yeah. And I think they're going to do that this off season. I mean, they're going to have to, right? Yeah. I think they're going to either. And I think that's one thing, like if you want to be critical of Brent, I do think there, he was a little naive when he came in about, you know, he was talking about, he didn't want to be one of those people that went into the transfer portal. He didn't want to take kids from Clemson, like those sorts of things. Obviously he ends up with Kanak, even though he like basically told him, do not come. Like, I think he's going to have to shift that focus and that mentality this off season to say, okay, I've seen a year of it. This roster was not what we thought it was going to be. We didn't get the players we needed in the transfer portal last year. We also didn't, you know, go out and get some of the recruits that we probably needed to, which uh, I mean, that was a really tough, he was in a tough spot uh, obviously with the recruiting stuff, but I think this off season, that mentality probably has to shift and say, okay, we have to go after guys hard in the transfer portal and some of the top guys. And there's going to be a lot, I mean, it's it, every year it feels like the transfer portal is just going to grow. So there's going to be plenty of options out there. Well, look what look what LSU did. They right. what they had 39 scholarship players in their bowl game. Now they're number seven in the country, coming off a win over Alabama. Yeah. I mean, you can do it, right? Yeah. Um, and quarterback plays huge. I, I want to keep saying that. And I also I and I I need to get. I think I said it a little bit earlier, but I wish people would stop blaming Dylan Gabriel because he is he's honestly like one. He's not that bad. Uh, like, yeah, he's not what Oklahoma is used to, but also if it's not for Dylan Gabriel, we don't get to see them totally expose what the issue's been at Oklahoma for several years. And they were never, and, and this maybe, uh, maybe I'll end up looking like a fool like this, but the way the program was going, they were never going to win a national championship the way it was being run. And so, yes, it sucks that they're going through this right now, but I think it had to happen because what they were doing was not going to work. And that's why I fully believe Lincoln Riley will never win a national championship as a head coach because I just, the way he's running his program currently of this, like this, it's a charade to me. It's the same like, exact thing. Yeah. It's like, they're just, they're just living and dying by this great quarterback, which is great. Caleb Williams, I think should win the Heisman, but like you can't do that every single week and expect to win a national championship. Right. Well, let's uh, kind of start right here. Let's that Bama LSU game. LSU giving him their second season, 32-31 overtime. First time 2010 Alabama offered their second loss before the Iron Bowl. So um, obviously not your typical Alabama team. Really big win for LSU, great atmosphere. Jaden Daniels has kind of taken that next step. Um, my takeaway of this is two things. One, Death Valley is the best atmosphere in college football. And two, Alabama, I don't know about you guys, they don't have those dudes at, at wide receiver. They don't have those playmakers. Um, that they have had. Jameer Gibbs is a really good running back, really good receiving back, but like 
I mean, he looks like Bryce Young's only option when it comes to making a play. They don't have guys out on the on the edge that are that are making plays like we have seen. Yeah, my takeaway from the game is two things. One, I think Bryce Young is really good. I think he's held that Alabama team together uh, for most of this. Like you said, he doesn't have a ton of weapons. Like even their running backs, like are not like what they typically have at running back, right? Like they've got some nice players, but at wide receiver, they've just got no one. It seems right now. Uh, so he, I think he's done a really good job. He's kept them in a lot of games. Number two is Brian Kelly. For for as much can we cuss on here? Yes. Yep. For as much shit we give Brian Kelly, the dude just wins football games. Like I I don't know how he does it. Like I thought LSU when they lost that first game of the season to Florida State, I was like, this is a disaster. Brian Kelly is terrible. Like this is this is this is awful. This guy has gone on to just beat everybody. Like he's. He just went, I don't know how he does it. And he's, he's crazy. And I don't know why a kid would want to play for him, but he's good at his job. Damn, uh, that was my other takeaway. So, cause I really don't, I mean like LSU is good, but like, I don't like their quarterback. I had, I mean, he played great on Saturday night, but like, he doesn't like blow me away talent wise. Uh, so, but I've also said like, ever since Alabama sh- like should have lost to Texas, I've just been like, okay, Alabama's not as good as they typically are. Like in my opinion, and maybe we'll dive into this in a minute, but like, there's two teams this year that can win a national championship and it's Georgia and Ohio state and everybody else to me are just kind of fraud. Like, yep. and I said that earlier about OSU, but like Tennessee, I've been calling, I was like, they're better than they all, you know, than they normally are. But like them beating Alabama, I was like, that was awesome and a great atmosphere and all that. But like, I wasn't that impressed because I don't think that highly of Alabama. So it's like, I think Georgia is just going to run the table and win it all again. Uh, Cause I also don't know how good Ohio state is, but that was kind of my takeaway is like, okay, I was right. Alabama is a good football team, but not the normal Alabama team that we see. I'm with you. Georgia's, I mean, I think they've taken over. I'm, I don't want to say this like too early. Cause you know, for what, when Clemson was rolling, people were putting Dabo and saving in that same category. I mean, Georgia's just more talented than Alabama. I mean, yep. Kirby smart has, I mean, they're recruiting at a higher level level than Alabama, which I mean, Alabama still recruits, you know, top three every year, but, uh, Georgia's just have they have dudes like legitimate dudes across the board, offensive line, defense line, linebacker on the back end. Uh, phys- always have physical running backs. Um, and they have the best tight ends in the country. Brock Bowers is a freak of nature. Um, yeah, no, Georgia, um, Ohio State, I'm with you, is probably the next best team. Uh, I'm not going to take a ton away from that sloppy win over Northwestern. I think it was like 50 mile per hour wins. Um, I would be a little concerned if I'm an Ohio State fan just watching their inability to run the ball. You would think they could just lined up. I mean, Northwestern's really, really bad, like probably one of the worst FBS teams in the country. You would think they could have just lined up and run it down their throat, and they had no – I think they averaged like less than four yards a carry, um, and CJ Stroud couldn't throw in that in that win. So um, I think it's Georgia, one, Ohio State, two. I, I think Michigan's pretty good. Um, I'm not putting them in that in – that, echelon yet but um i guess they're they're three and then i think we we both touch on this i don't think either of us actually think tcu is the fourth best team in the country i would probably say i would still say i think tennessee is probably the fourth best team yeah Um, well let me let me ask you this if you i i don't i don't have the rankings in front of me but i was telling this to somebody else like if you put tcu on a neutral field with all the top 10 teams how many of them are they are do you are you picking them to win I'm going to look at the top 10 right now. I think it's like maybe one, like Utah. 
I think is the one team I would maybe pick them to be. I don't even know if I'd pick them to beat Utah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I and I, I I'm I'm glad the committee ranked them fourth because like they are undefeated and I you know I believe in that you know you should respect them but like and maybe it's just because we're Big Twelve people but like I just UCLA I maybe buy them. UCLA, UCLA or, yeah or you see you could make an argument I don't think USC is good I mean Caleb Williams can I mean that I think USC TCU would be a good game just because Caleb Williams is so good um, I mean USC UCLA are two teams that could probably beat but they're not beating Bama they're not beating LSU they're not beating Oregon. They're not being Tennessee. They're not being Michigan, Ohio State, or Georgia. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. And I think, uh, I mean, I think Vegas would agree. Um, yeah. You know, if they if they get into a playoff matchup with Georgia, they're 17, 20 point dog, I would think. And I'm taking Georgia to cover. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm picking Georgia. Like, that's an easy, easy pick for me. But yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think how it's going to, I think USC is going to end up making it in. And I, again, I feel like I'm just going to like, going to piss off a bunch of OU fans on here, but. Um, I don't. I just don't know if anybody in the Pac-12 is going to beat them. And if but they win out, I think they'll sneak in. There, there is a world where they win out and don't get into the Pac-12 championship. Oh, really? Yeah, because Oregon. They don't play Oregon. Oregon say Oregon wins out. Um, they're undefeated in conference play. And if Utah wins out, they have one loss, but have the head-to-head over USC. So mm-hmm. USC could go twelve and one, not make the Pac-12 conference uh, championship game. Oh, well, then I think or Oregon will make it because I don't yeah. think Oregon's going to lose another game. And then um, yeah. I don't I don't know Utah's schedule, but I would assume they probably won't lose another game either. Right. Um, yeah. So that that would be kind of funny, though. Yeah. Well, and they I think they'd get killed. Oh, yeah. Like, I think they would. I think they would get beat pretty badly by Georgia or Ohio State, whoever they ended up playing or Michigan even. I have and I keep leaving this little bit of hope out there of this possibility. I think it's probably, OU's probably too far or the four losses probably makes it. But if OU wins out, goes eight and four, say USC stumbles down the stretch, finishes nine and three, could they play like, why not put them in the Allen bowl? Like, I don't know. I think the bowl, it's not like the, the New Year's six bowls. I'm pretty sure the bowl games kind of have the power to do what they want um, when it comes to the selections. Or you might be fifth or whatever in the big 12. The Alamo Bowl has that first choice of the non-New Year Six Bowls for Big Twelve teams. I think they would have the ability just to pluck OU, put them in there. Um, well, I, mean, I don't, I don't think USC is going to lose. Yeah, exactly. I, I think USC will finish high enough to probably make a, a New Year Six Bowl. Um, but if they stumble, I mean that that opportunity. I mean that that would get insane TV ratings. Well, especially if, if Texas. I think the one thing you would need for that to happen is you need Texas to win the Big Twelve and go to. Um, you know, the sugar bowl, because if they, if they lose uh, another game, then they will probably go to the Alamo bowl because even no matter what the matchup is, just because they're in Texas and the fan base will travel and they'll sell more tickets. But the second best team that you could get in there is Oklahoma in terms of fan travel. And also just the matchup would be phenomenal. Uh, I would, I, 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 I think people would have like a heart attack. Like it would be, it would be bad for a lot of people's mental health. And I don't think, (laughs) I mean, imagine the security the USC would have to have on that sideline. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, Lincoln Lincoln would not lose. Oh, I yeah. Don't, no. I don't imagine think Caleb Williams. Win. Imagine yeah. Caleb Williams against the OU defense. I don't think yeah. that's – I don't think this is the year OU wants to play USC. No, I, though I do think Dylan Gabriel would throw like for 400 yards and like five touchdowns and they'd still lose. But Yeah. Um. All right. Let's, I want to get into some, some picks for week 11, but really quick, I just wanted to give a shout-out to our guide, Mordecai. Did you see the box score for the SMU yes. Houston game? SMU yes. 77, Houston 63 in the highest scoring 
game ever in, reg- in regulation. Mordecai, 28 for 37, 379, nine passing touchdowns, 54 rush yards, and a rush touchdown. Um, and arguably the best statistical game ever from a quarterback. Like, that's absurd. And But I, I didn't want to overlook what Clayton Toon did for Houston because his, his stat line was pretty wild, too. 36 for 53, 527, seven touchdowns. He did have three interceptions, but then 111 rush yards and another touchdown. So we had eight. I mean, you put up 63 points, you have eight touchdowns, and you lose by two touchdowns. So, um, is Tanner Mordecai going to get drafted? I guess that's a better question for myself than you guys. But I think so. I think he. I think he. I. So I. I hope so. He. He. I know he's fully planning on going through the draft process this year. Um, he's like top ten in the in the country and and touchdown passes yards so um i mean at a minimum someone's he's a baller also just a good dude great guy no tanner he's just a good dude great guy um all right let's get into some week 11 picks before before we let you run here uh quickly uh lsu on the road at arkansas this weekend lsu only a three-point favorite arkansas struggling uh especially coming off that loss to liberty um you think there's any shot uh the hogs pull it off in fayetteville no, and I was so confused. One, I I think Arkansas stinks. Again, another team that I think is fraudulent. I just and also I think KJ Jefferson is is a little banged up or something. So uh I like LSU. Also, I was so confused last week when they were like 15 point favorites over a really good Liberty team. And then of Who course just pounded could, BYU. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, that was weird. Uh so I actually I, I gambled on that game and took Liberty. So shout out Liberty. But yeah, I'll take LSU this week. I'm I'm with I'm with you on LSU. Uh, I don't know if I'll touch the, the spread, but if anything, I'd probably lean LSU minus three. I could see it being a close game. It'll be a, a fired up crowd, I would assume. Um, but the Pittman, the luster from Arkansas fans towards Pittman, I would imagine starting to wear off a little bit. Um, he's he took he got him out of the pits, but they they haven't taken that ne- next step. All right, let's keep it in the SEC. Alabama twelve point favorite on the road at Ole Miss. Um, I don't know about you. I kind of think Ole Miss – I don't think Ole Miss wins, but I think they – I kind of like Ole Miss to cover here. I do too. I think Ole Miss is actually pretty good. Um, you know, I look back at that LSU game, it felt like they were really in that game and that they almost maybe should have won that game. I think LSU ended up winning pretty big maybe at the end. I can't remember. I was but... there, yeah. It was like – it was big. They took it yeah. – Our Ole Miss was up like 20-7 to 7 early and then – Yes, yeah. Uh, but I like Ole Miss to cover, but – um. But Alabama's going to win. I, I just don't buy Nick Saban losing three games, especially no. two in a row. Right. All right. A uh, game of potentially of the year in the group of five uh, to kind of have the, the heads up in the uh, for the New Year's six spot. UCF one and a half point dog at Tulane. Do you think Tulane keeps it rolling? No, I like UCF. Um, mostly because I bet on them against Memphis and they won that bet. So uh, I'm going to roll with UCF. I like Tulane this year. I like what they've done, but uh, I'm going with with the Golden Knights. I'm with you. Willie Fritz has done a great job at Tulane, but UCF still has probably a more talented team. Tulane has a tough stretch. They go have SMU the next week. Um, so, um, but if they can get this one done, they're they're definitely in a, a good spot to to get a, a potential Cotton Bowl spot. All right, let's get into the Big Twelve here. Uh, Sooners eight point favorite on the road at West Virginia. I think West Virginia maybe has given up on the season. What do you think? Yeah, I think Oklahoma wins. Um, I want to say they're going to win by like two touchdowns, but you have no idea with this Oklahoma team. 
I think that they're good enough to win by two touchdowns, but we'll see. But yeah, I think they'll win. I think OU wins too. I have a sneaky suspicion they might finally just go take control of the football game and dominate. Uh, I don't have enough confidence in that that I'll probably bet on it. That's just a a feeling. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, Pokes, one and a half point home dogs against Iowa State. Who would have thought that a month ago? Um, What do you you think on this one? I I mean, obviously it's tough because I don't know if Spencer Sanders is playing, but I kind of like OSU to win this game just because I don't think Iowa State is any good at all. Um, But also, I don't know how they're going to – I don't know how OSU is going to score. Like, Iowa State is really good defensively. So, actually, I'm going to take Iowa State, but I think it's really, really close because I think both teams struggle to score. Yeah, I'm looking to see what the uh, the over-under on this game. Okay, over-under at 48 and a half. I kind of like the under, especially if if Sanders is out. I mean, I don't see either of these teams scoring more than three touchdowns. Um, Yeah. uh, I'll take – I'm I'm assuming Sanders isn't going to play, which I think is kind of the word on the street. So I'm going to take – I'm going to take Iowa State here in a in an ugly game. All right, uh, last three here. Uh, this one's huge for uh, Big 12 title implications. K-State, two-and-a-half-point dog at Baylor. I really want to take K-State because my cousin is the tight ends coach there. I saw him in and, the booth. I know. He's up there with Klein, isn't he? Yeah. I'm going to take them because I love my cousin, but I also, I I, gun to my head, I might pick Baylor because I just, and maybe it's because I just watched them in person, but I think they're pretty good. I'm with you. I'm going to take Baylor. I think these are two good, solid physical football team. Just being at Baylor should be a a good crowd. I'll I'll, I'll take Baylor there. Uh, Kansas, three and a half points. Dog at Texas Tech. The pressure might be off of them now that they've locked up a bull spot. You think they can pull off another upset? Yes, I think Tech's bad. Uh, I don't like Tech. I think Kansas does some interesting stuff offensively that'll give them some some fits, and so I'll take Kansas. I'm with you. I'm taking Kansas. No Morton for Texas Tech. I uh, didn't like what we saw to Shuck, Shuck uh, last week. I'm going to take Kansas. All right, let's wrap it up with uh, game of the week in the Big 12, TCU. Seven-point dog as the number four team in the country at Texas. Uh, who wins this one? I like Texas. I said it earlier. I think they're going to win out. I think they're going to win the conference. I think TCU is a good football team, but I think they've also escaped a lot of you know games that they probably shouldn't have. Um, and I just like the way Texas is playing right now, so I'll, I'll take Texas at home. I, I also think they're going to cover. Yep, I'm tex- I'm taking Texas. I don't think they're going to cover. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a good game, but I think TCU's luck runs out. So that is all we've got. Um, George, I know you've got an interview to get to, so we'll let you run, but as always, man, uh, it's always a blast. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It was uh, a lot of fun as usual. I'm sure I'll go 100% on my picks. You will. You will. I believe in you. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, we appreciate everyone listening. Follow us on social media. Like, rate, subscribe on Apple and Spotify. And, yeah, let's have a good weekend in college football.